0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Facing the Gates podcast. I am Bailey. I'm Michael. And I'm David. And uh, I'm Bailey. Yeah. And this is the Facing the Gates... Okay. Anyway, um, we're going to start these these first few episodes out with some interviews between each of us, uh, just so you guys can get to know us and... You uh, will be able to understand, like, the nuances in our views because you'll you'll think, you know, when you think of Christian or atheist or agnostic, you, you will have certain things you think of. And this is our opportunity to kind of break those boundaries and assumptions about those things so that you can know us for us and not for the simple label that you slap onto it. Because, I mean, everybody's unique and a little bit different, so today I am being interrogated by uh, Michael and David so I've told them to ask to come up with questions and then not ask not tell me what they are so I guess I'm gonna hand it over to you to interrogate me now
1: all right well to get it started what do you consider yourself religiously a, a Christian all right any certain here. branch or section
0: okay okay so uh, I grew up uh, in a Baptist home. Um, but I left, well, really my whole family left that church for a number of reasons. I think we all had our own different reasons. Uh, and then we ended up going to a mega church for a little bit. It was also a Baptist church. Um, but conveniently their pastor and their music leader left like a month after we started. So then we stopped going to that church. Um, And, you know, it was a different change of pace because they had, like, a more contemporary service as opposed to, like, you know, your traditional, like, hymns and, you know, like your regular Baptist service. Um, And then – so, I mean, that was different. And then the – the like the sunday school was a little bit more focused for your age group um we i heard what the term apologetics was for the first time and never heard that which is basically defense of the faith why you believe what you believe i never heard that at the church i grew up in and didn't really flesh it out at that other the second church i went to but uh i definitely dove into that years later so basically after we left that church um which we weren't really members. We only went there for about a month or two. Uh, And then we went around to a couple other churches, but I have not been a member of any church in like five or six years. It's been a long time. So I'm still kind of just searching through the denominations right now. I guess technically I'm non-denominational, but I think if I were to say where my bias is, I'm leaning more towards Orthodox Christianity but I'm not a hundred percent like definitely in that camp. I'm just kind of exploring the options right now.
1: So you're like on Tinder, but for Christianity,
0: I guess, I Christian guess mingle. Way. Christian <laughs> mingle.
1: So as you said, you're Christian kind of, what does the term Christian mean to you? And also how do you think that describes
0: you who you are? Are you asking, like, what is Christianity to me? Is that, is that, was that the.
1: Essentially, what does Christianity <clears throat> mean to you, and yeah. kind of how does that describe you, your actions, how it affects your life?
0: Um. So to me, it's like. On one hand, it's a worldview. On the other hand, it's a lifestyle. That, that sounds really cheesy and cliche. But, I mean, it, it, it shapes the way you view the world and the way you perceive things, obviously. But also. Uh, it it is to me so fundamental that it changes the way I act in certain situations, the way I perceive certain things, the way I think about the future or the past or whatever. Um, me being who I am, I'm a very like goal oriented person and like, I want to try and improve on a lot of things. So I think Christianity also kind of happens to align with that. Um, because you're always trying to grow and become a better person in that way. So that's kind of what it means. That might be a little bit vague, but hopefully that answers the question.
1: I think it does pretty well. A little general, but, I mean, it does suit you. And And kind of, what are some generalizations that people would think, especially... As you said, coming from uh, originally a Baptist church and then going Sheldon to a church, now thinking about more so Orthodox Christianity, kind of what are some generalizations of kind of how you started hmm. and kind of your interest in Christianity?
0: I think uh, like the broad the generalizations in, about Christianity in the broader sense are that a lot of Christians are judgmental or they're out of touch or that, you know, they're, uh, they're narrow minded or hateful people. And like, I'm not going to say that's not true for some of them, but I think the truly regenerative Christians that actually look into it and actually try to practice it in a way that is legitimate, then it is a beneficial process for them. Um, I think you know generalizations about like Baptist churches are like fire and brimstone and pastors that will just go on forever and ever and then people that sleep during the preaching and that was me. Th- those, I mean, it happened.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, and if y'all know, we all attended the same Southern Baptist church, mm-hmm. mainly. Yeah. Like for myself, you through and we all went to different little churches during sometimes but mm-hmm. we that's how we kind of met
0: yeah yeah before even school yeah and then like i would say probably i guess the generalization one generalization about like mega churches is like you know it's very laid back and the, the pastors in skinny jeans and you know like the, the uh the music leader always has an ego complex and you know i don't think that was true with the place that i went to because i think he made it very clear like this is for god not for me i'm you know i'm just leading it
1: yeah but with like most when people think of megachurch so you you usually think of like televangelists and that kind of cold personality that follows it
0: i think that follows more with like Pentecostalism, yeah and like word of faith type Churches like that,
1: yeah, but the outsiders who hear mega church, it's kind of what's brought, forth. yeah.
0: I mean, most outsiders don't know the nuances of the different denominations, and to be fair, I didn't either, and I'm still learning about it. Um, most... the only like generalization I know or like negative thing about the Orthodox church is like nobody knows about them because <laughs> like they were just kind of like you know, they the schism happened a long time ago, and nobody else talks about them anymore, and they don't really have a very big presence in the media or anything. It's it's always, like, Catholics or Protestants. They
1: kind of just do their own thing.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, to me, I, I mean, I think they have, like, a better understanding of most of the theological doctrines. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, again, a lot of it is very foreign to me because I grew up in a Baptist church. So, I mean, there's questions mm-hmm. I have, and I'm going to ask somebody who's Orthodox at some point mm-hmm. whenever I can... Get in contact with someone who will respond to my emails. Yeah. It's not busy. <laughs> yeah. And
1: one thing about the uh, kind of generalizations, I know some people think this, but a lot of people kind of think more orthodox style, more kind of that kind of intelligence side versus Protestantism is very, especially in America, it's very emotional based. How do you kind of feel about that?
0: It depends because some of the, the, um, some of the, brightest thinkers are Protestants yeah uh, like William Lane Craig I believe is Baptist I don't want to say that for sure but he's definitely some kind of uh, he's definitely Protestant um, Tim Keller is a Presbyterian pastor um, I mean these are names you guys don't know but yeah, you know the point is like a lot of the people that I do listen to um, you know come from Protestant circles uh, I mean of course where I am now I'm listening to to like different podcasts from like all over the place. Like, I listen to uh, N.T. Wright, who is a biblical scholar who goes to an Anglican church. Uh, I listen to you know a number of Orthodox podcasts. Um, you know, like I said, I listen to some William Lane Craig and Tim Keller. So I mean, I'm kind of getting information from all over the places and trying to like sift through it and understand the differences. And and. Some of it is not like, hey, we're going to teach you about the denominational beliefs. Some of it is just we're, you know, like Tim Keller is more of like a pastor. And obviously he's preaching, but he's preaching in New York. So he's preaching to a certain audience that's, I think, a little bit more engaging to me. Um, William Lane Craig is like a philosopher and theologian. He's really smart. And some of the things he says are just like way over my head. Um, but he's, he's trying to, like, in his, like, Defenders class or his uh, Reasonable Faith uh, podcast—he also has a website—they're um, they, trying to, like, get the intellectual side of Christian belief out. And, you know, I mean, so, like, it, there, there's different directions with it. But I guess to answer your question, like, yeah, there, there are some very anti-intellectual or uninformed people— that go to church. And I think those are uh, I would consider them just nominal believers who just believe because they were told to believe this and this is what their parents told them and they just went to went through with it. And if they didn't, then they're going to hell. And to me, that's a very shallow level of belief. Not only is it going to cause you problems when you face a major issue in your life like what happens when somebody dies? What happens when everything in your life goes wrong and you're like, oh, well, where's God? You know, why do I believe what I believe? Like, you're going to have some moment when you have to face the facts and and question why you believe what you believe. So, I mean, like, the anti-intellectual or nominal belief is not enough, at least for me. I mean, I know some people that, like, that's all they need, but, like, I, I think if it if it really is the most important thing to you, then it needs to be something you look into. And the only, the other thing I wanted to say was, um, like there are certain people that want to make Christianity about getting to heaven and escaping hell. And I think that was definitely the place I grew up in. And that is not the point of Christianity. That is a thing. That is a facet about it, but it is not the thing because if you are, a Christian just because you don't want to go to hell you're using God as a means to an end you're not getting to know God as an actual person you are using him and that was something that I had to learn a few years ago was that I don't need to use God as my magical wish fairy that I just pray to and hope that he does the thing
1: that cheat code
0: yeah it, it, it doesn't work that way you kind of got to get to know him and you got to understand things and when I've kind of had a little bit more of a, Spiritual I guess, a, awakening. I guess a humble approach to it and not trying to be like, hey, God, give me this thing. That's when doors start to open for me and I, my understanding starts to expand and my interest in it starts to grow. And it, it's kind of just a more of like a positive feedback loop type thing.
1: So um, would you say a lot of those people are more instead of being truly religious, the more habitual religious where it's habit is what's been ingrained in them it's not that they're even actively attending or sorry about practicing all the they're just more there to be there because it's what you're supposed to do just like getting married mm-hmm. before having kids just like all of that do there, you feel they'd be more <clears throat> habitual instead of spiritual
0: there are definitely people like that but i don't want to sit here and say oh you're just a habitual nominal believer because that's all you do because I only see what I see on the outside. Yeah. I'll and f- so I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, well, you're not really a Christian. You're not really saved or whatever because yeah. I'm not God and I'm not going to make that claim on somebody. So I can make educated guesses based on what I see. Uh, and I think um, one, one way of tracking to see if somebody is a regenerative Christian is if you see the fruits of the Spirit. So like peace, love, kind, happiness, that kind of, you know. Um I don't know all 7 of them. But, you know, if, if you
1: it's like the opposite op- of the sed- seven deadly sins.
0: Well, there's there's the um there's like an antithesis of there's like an opposite of the the seven fruits of the spirit. Um which are like negative counter versions of them. So I mean like it if you're starting to see those things, then they're probably not growing in the spirit, or or in their beliefs, or in their faith, or anything. So I mean, like it 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 kind of goes to the, like the faith versus works type thing. Like a lot of. Uh, churches that I've gone to around here like very heavily like you were only saved by faith and that's all you need and works or that's a Catholic thing that's Catholics are wrong and and you you can't believe in that because you know they're Catholic and they're wrong and that that was the extent of the logic um, which never really made sense to me because they didn't actually interact with the arguments of Catholicism or anything so I'm looking into that on my own but I think from what I understand that regard which we might have an episode on this later, but uh faith versus works is like C.S. Lewis put it. It's kind of like two sides of a pair of scissors. They they kind of go hand in hand. You kind of need both of them because, like, yes, you're justified by faith, but the works is something that follows from faith to show that you have the faith. So I mean, like, when it comes to like whether or not someone's a legitimate Christian or not, you'll kind of see that in the way that they act
1: that, i get that makes sense yeah i i appreciate that input
0: uh, again
1: going with the it's not just a belief it's a lifestyle
0: as yeah, well. yeah i know it sounds like really cliche like it's not just a belief well, it's a lifestyle but, but it i is.
1: mean with a religion it kind of has to encompass your whole world yeah to be a religious belief because it's not just something you think about it's something you gotta act on right so would you say what your upbringing in your initial church mm-hmm. did you f- feel they should have taught more about the individual spirituality and how you and God connect instead of the overarching if, um, if you want me to tie in I can add a little bit to that
0: well here's the thing based on Sorry, dog. almost need your dog in the face. Um, So, Christianity came out of a collectivist culture. So, obviously, the writings and the teachings are going to be about everyone as a whole and supporting people and helping one another. And, you know, it's about, at its core, a community. But at the exact same time, it is about the individual because you can't have a community if you don't have individuals within that community. So, yeah, it's it's both. But I don't know if I, I don't know if I guess probably specify it a little bit more because like I think. My church kind of had a little bit of both. It just, yeah. it just depends on
1: I c- what well, you mean. What I mean is to getting to truly understand your religion, getting to truly understand yourself, your place with God, you would have to be spiritually more engaged, more mm-hmm. connected than just, hey, I go to church, I pray, I do this. Because that, yes, you're praying, but that might not be what you're meant to be doing because the whole ex- the I please forgive me if I butcher this but god is always with you and you are always with god. Mm-hmm. So you should I feel what how I interpret things that so that that would mean you have a good personal relationship first before you can truly underst- before you can understand what christianity is why and all that. But that's yeah. just me personally, <laughs> I, I'm always so viewed on in the modern scope since, as kind of civilizations have evolved and everything, we've I mean, especially ever since like the 60s, 70s with the kind of spiritualization movements, we're very focused on the self, especially spiritually, physically, everything. Yeah, that's so a- I guess it could be more so. In another way, rephrasing it, should they take a slightly more modern approach to grasping what the audience they're speaking to and helping them work kind of the lifestyle of Christianity in with them?
0: Yeah, so I mean it is – that. that's the other thing is that individualism is a very modernized American thing. And again, I mean, like, you have to be aware of, like, the culture and the time that you're in. And when it comes to reading the Bible and stuff like that, you have to be aware of the culture and the time that that was written, which is very far removed from where we are now. And yeah. the average person doesn't know the right tactics to believe that. And That's yeah, a whole and I guess thing. that also but falls
1: into that generalization you were talking about, where, where some people think, like, Christians are out of touch, especially with, like, pastors, because they might not just be giving it to, say, one person how a modern lens, a modern scope would see it to be fit. Yeah. And the reason I ask that is when I remember hearing stories like Job, I have to wrap my head around that by thinking this man is really at his absolute, it's Job, right? At his absolute worst.
0: When God took everything from him, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: so he'd have to be spiritually sound and connected with God to be able to withstand that in his faith yeah and that kind of ties in what you said earlier when someone hits that initial someone dies your life goes to shit Mm -hmm. withstanding that to ask kind of a side question do you think having that strong spiritual connection makes it easier in your religious endeavors to withhold tragedies
0: yeah definitely like growing in your faith will May growing in your faith and growing in your understanding will always make the little small defeats a little bit easier to swallow. It's not not gonna make it uh, paradise, you know. It's still gonna suck when stuff like that happens, but you know, and and sometimes those are gonna shake your faith. Those are gonna test your faith, but sometimes those things are there for a reason to bring you closer to God to force you to realize now wait a minute i'm not in control of everything like i thought i was uh, maybe maybe there's something bigger out there that i need to look to to realize that like you know I-, I can't do all this on my own so but i guess to answer your your question about like individual versus community like ultimately it's both like yes you need that individual like personal connection and a practical understanding of things and I think that's largely where I've grown over these past few years because even though I haven't been going to church I've been listening to podcasts watching YouTube videos reading books I've been you know getting information from all these different places and that's been fulfilling to me in a way that church never was and the churches that I went to were not going to do that and to be fair there's probably no church that will do all the things that I've done because it, it church just can't do that for you like yeah. there, there's a limited scope to what church can do um so i mean like yes an individual understanding is extremely important and that will help you grow but eventually you know you'll get to the point where like i am like you know you grow so much as an individual and then you're like okay well I'm starting to have questions. I need to direct these to people. I need to have a community to help me when I'm going through things. And at that point, you're going to need a church community. So, I mean, obviously there's pros and cons to both sides of things, but like they're both important in their own ways. And it just kind of depends on what stage you are in life. And I'm not saying people shouldn't go to church or people should go to church. Like It, it, it just kind of depends like where you are and what exactly you need.
1: Yeah, it's it's so it's very that whether you need to go, you don't need to go. That's very personal, and what you're going through, and how you're processing everything, pretty much.
0: And, well, and it's well, on, on when a person say, by person basis. Yeah, and when I say like, I'm not saying you need to go to church. I, I think Christians should go to church, but if you're not necessarily a Christian and you're still kind of questioning things, like you're not obligated to go to church, or
1: if you're not able to.
0: Yeah, or if you're not able to, or if, you know, there's a pandemic or something and you don't want to go because you don't want to get the roni or whatever. I remember
1: during, like, Christmas with the youth group, we would go to the Hermits Mm -hmm. and just visit them.
0: Yeah, I mean, because, like, they physically can't go. It's different for, I mean, that's a different scenario. Well, it's
1: all based on the limitations. If you can or can't go, whatever the reason is, still, you can take that time and personally evolve. Yeah, yeah. First, so personal is important and cultural, well, group cultural is important, but if you can't have one, at least you can focus on the other and improve your life still.
0: Yeah, and even if you're going to church and you have, like, that group community aspect, that does not mean neglect your individual aspect. Like, obviously, you should, you know, pray and read the Bible, but I mean, like, maybe that's not necessarily what you need. Maybe you need to, because, like, for me, when I was growing up, it's like, all I heard was the same like Bible passages over and over again. And I was like, I'm not reading the Bible because I've heard it a million times. So the first thing I went to was YouTube because that's what was interesting to me. And that's what captivated my interest. And then I went to books and then I went to podcasts. And now I mean like I have all kinds of like sources that are not just, you know, random shit I read on the internet. And and sometimes by, Oh, by the way, uh, for, you know, people at home, I don't think bad words are bad words, so I don't know if that's gonna offend certain Christian audiences, but I don't give a shit.
1: Fuck shit, pussy words. ass.
0: Yeah, yeah. But words are words. They're relative to the culture, and th- that's a whole different. Though topic. also, but yeah. Anyway, I,
1: it kind of with words, it kind of falls into certain centers. We're kind of having a nice, casual conversation. Now, if you're like. Speaking in a big group for your job, do not say those curse words. It,
0: it, it depends on the situation. It's, I'm not going to offend you yeah. guys. I'm yeah. not hurting you. There's nothing wrong. We, with we me all saying have a shit. good
1: understanding of each other in our. If I say I'm going to and... go take a
0: shit or I'm going to go take a dump, you know what I mean. You know what's going to. I'm not offending anyone. you say now if a I shit, say that honestly. in front of my mom, she's gonna be like, "Why'd you say that?" I'm going to be like, "Cause I got to take a dump." She's gonna be like, well, "Why'd you why'd you say the shit word?" And I'm gonna be like, "Cause I had to take a dump." And then. <laughs> Anyway, point is, you know, she's going to get offended by it, so I'm not going to say it in front of her. And that's situational. So, anyway, that I'll get off of my soapbox. Uh, yeah. I had words a question words lined up, it, and it just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: It, it's, it's okay. It's okay. So, gr- now, you as someone who is becoming more stronger in their faith, individually, spiritually, and all that good shit... Have you ever had a time where you just question, am I a Christian? Oh, Do I really yeah. believe this?
0: Good question. Finally. I was waiting for this. Yes. Yes. Uh, several times. So, uh, the first time, uh, this is going to be a fun story. I was a gullible child, all right?
1: We all were gullible children.
0: <sighs> I. Uh, it took me a little while to realize that uh, Santa Claus was not real. Oof. I was probably a little old to realize this when one of my—I don't remember exactly. I think I was like ten or something.
1: Ah, that's not too bad. I, yeah,
0: I don't. But I, don't quote me on that because it, it might have been later. I'm not sure.
1: We can ask your parents.
0: But a friend ostracized me for believing in Santa Claus because she was like, "Do you really believe that Santa Claus flies around the Earth?" And one night in a sled, I was like, "But there's different time zones. He's got more time than 20. She's like, "There's so many people in this world. Do you think? Have you seen him flying around on these reindeer? That's ridiculous." And then I got thinking, about, I was like, "Damn, I think, I think she's right. I think I've been bamboozled. I think <laughs> I've been lied to. My I think question, I've been had." Real so, quick,
1: my question is, <laughs> does Bailey still believe in the Easter Bunny or the Tooth Fairy?
0: This leads into that. This leads in. So, I went to my parents. I was like, "Have you been lying to me?" I, did, I didn't say it, I didn't say it like that but but they're like yeah we're it's, it's not real so because uh, I mean I was at that age where they can reveal it to me that Santa Claus isn't real or whatever so I mean I was like oh well that sucks and then uh the next day I was like wait a minute so the Easter Bunny and the tooth fairy aren't real and then I went to them I was like so the Easter Bunny Easter Bunny and tooth fairy aren't real and they're like No, we made that up too. And so then I got the next, logically, the next (laughs) rational thing in my mind was, wait a minute, is Christianity real? Is God real? And that's how Dave became an atheist. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's a genuine laugh That's deep.
1: No, no, that's not how it happened.
0: Okay. Well, okay, so me being whatever age I was, I rationalized. I didn't ask my parents this, but I was like, well, there's a lot of people that go to church and there's a lot of churches that I see and they're all across the world, not just here. So it would be a pretty elaborate ruse for the entire world to be coming up with this thing just to to screw me and lie to me. Um, So I just assumed I was like, okay, well, you know, it's still true. But I mean, that was the first time like it dawned on me as like a possibility that it's not. Uh, you know, a thing because it was just an assumption that I grew up with. And then a couple years later, I was like, well, you know, I've because I met a couple friends who were atheists uh, and I was like, well, you know, I've never really considered what the world would look like if God weren't real. So I sat on my couch for about an hour and I lived in the atheist world for about an hour. I was like, OK,
1: scary place, isn't it?
0: It is. And I was like, well, you know, there's no God. There's nothing after this life. There's no point in any of this. Um, God. anything I do, it doesn't matter. And I was like, wait a minute. This is terrifying. Why would anyone want to believe in this? And I never went back to that. Uh, oh, so, that's so sad. <laughs> sorry. Um, and
1: that's when Michael became the agnostic theist.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, there, there were a number of other things, uh, I think probably the the biggest thing was uh when my grandma passed away. Uh you guys know her. Um so she obviously she was like a second mother to me, you know. I was really close to her and she had cancer. Uh and that was I think she passed away when I was 13 because yeah, um, we had art class together. Yeah. So um you know she was a big member of, like, that side of the family and, like, everybody was praying for her and everybody in the church was praying for her. She was, like, everybody knew her, you know. Everybody was praying for her, including me. And she still died. That didn't, that didn't do anything. Uh, so I was, like, I mean, that wasn't, like, the moment, you know. But, like, that was, that was another, I guess. Hurdle. Uh, yeah. Um, another straw on the camel's back, maybe not the one to break the camel's back, but there was that. And then, you know, that period of time in my life, there was a lot of people dying. Uh, Just two years earlier on my birthday, my great grandmother had passed away. And then a couple months either before or after my grandmother passed away, her brother passed away from cancer also. And then like a, like literally like a month or two later, my cat that I had my whole life got hit by a car. Uh, and yeah. So basically everybody was dying on me. Uh, like half my family was basically like gone because like that part of the family that like we used to get together for like, uh, everything. yeah, like different holidays and stuff. And like, now we just don't do that. Cause the big people of the family just aren't there. I mean, we, we sometimes get together like once a year or whatever. Yeah. But they were
1: like that major unifying force.
0: Yeah, really. Uh, so that was, a doubt thing, and, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, but uh, I uh, I guess I kind of struggled in like middle school and high school with the males w- 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 women wanting to get a, a girlfriend because I see all my friends in happy relationships. I was like, man, What's up I, me? I I just want that for a little bit, you know.
1: Well, if it makes you feel better, my first relationship was fucking. Awful.
0: Well, they generally it, are. Though. Yeah, it's okay. My, I, I haven't had good experiences, so can't, can't. Mostly. Did you just get knocked
1: up by a dude two foot shorter than you?
0: I don't know. I'd have to. I don't know how tall he is. I mean, she's married, but.
1: Well, I mean, like within
0: a month of you guys breaking up. Oh, I don't think so. I don't remember. I mean, if I if it happened, I didn't know. But anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, okay, so basically um, I would find somebody, have a crush, and then pray to God that I would be able to date that person, and then usually some terrible, gut-wrenching, heartbreaking thing would happen, and this would happen literally over and over and over and over and over again, and I was like, what the fuck? am I cursed? Does God hate me? Why is God not answering my prayers? What's the point? And then I got to a point where I was just so frustrated that this happened so many times, um, that I just kind of stopped talking to God for a while. I was like, I was just pissed off. Uh, and I was like, this was probably about like five years ago or something like that. Um, maybe four, I don't know. So, I didn't like denounce Christianity or my beliefs or anything. I still implicitly held those beliefs. But you took a I was, pause. I was just questioning the character of God and why exactly. And then then it really dawned on me, like, you know, I've believed all these things all my life because people have told me to believe them. And they're not benefiting me. At least not right now. They're not. You know, praying to God's not doing anything. So what's the point? So I, I took a step back and, you know, for like a good probably half a year to a year or so, I just wasn't really active with praying or talking to God or going to church or anything. Um, so I, I think I don't know if this was like intentional or whatever, but I always intended to read a couple books. Uh, and just one day I felt the compulsion to buy 23 Minutes in Hell and 90 Minutes in Heaven very similar titled books with diametrically opposite stories but basically they're uh supposed near death experiences of people who have gone to hell and heaven now obviously i remember the 23 minutes in hell a lot more because that sounds it, awful you,
1: you told me about that one it, it, it
0: we'll we'll talk about it more in, in future episodes that, but uh, it it was a it was a like a moment for me that cuz like you know i didn't I mean, I've known like about what hell is, but for it to be like a first person experience of it and a narrated thing. And I mean, some of it was a little bit out there and some of it felt a little embellished, but a lot of it, uh, cause it was a re-released issue. He footnoted everything he saw with scripture. So he's like, I saw this. And then you look up that verse and it's literally describing that thing that's in the Bible. And He takes a very humble approach in it. The guy's name is Bill Wees. Um, he, He takes a very humble approach and he's like, look, at the end of the book, he's like, look, I don't care if you believe that this happened to me. It doesn't matter to me. All I care about is if you look at what the Bible has to say. I'm just a signpost for the scripture. Just go read what the Bible has to say about it. Make your own conclusions from there. I don't care if you believe me. This is just what I experienced. And. It was that, and then I saw a video of him giving this story, which he's gone to several places now. He's kind of gotten famous from it, which is a little sketchy. But anyway, I I guess I'm coming back a little bit now and maybe questioning some of it, but it was definitely a moment that led me more into understanding things, and that got me interested. And then I started going into apologetics and found a channel... uh, basically giving like science for young earth creationism, which I had never heard before. I don't hold to that anymore, but I never heard of it. And it was far deeper than anything I'd learned at church. And then I found about a philosophy channel that we're going to get into in future episodes that are like really foundational to basically the things that I learned that grew my understanding. So, I mean, yes, that was a long winded answer, but yes, I experienced doubt. um, And any Christian will, who is, you know, being honest, will say that they've experienced doubt. But uh, it's what you do with that doubt that either determines that's going to propel you into becoming either a stronger Christian or a weaker Christian or not a Christian at all. So, I mean, it's it depends on what you do with it.
1: So, a, I got two things tied to that. With uh, 28 minutes in hell... 23 minutes. 23 minutes in hell, even though... It seems like you are questioning a lot of that now. What matters? Has it connected and allowed you to deepen your spirituality and your understanding of Christianity and your beliefs? Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you holding that skepticism now as a, someone who has learned more and gone through more. I appreciate that.
0: That's, that's the, <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that. David's dog is like having nightmares. She's having them In puppy second. dreams.
1: <laughs> this is kind of a two part that ties into each other. Looking back on your questioning of God, questioning of religions, do you look back at it now and go, Every, this all happened for a reason. This was to make me stronger. This was give, using my God given ability to question and to allow me to learn. So to tie that in, do you believe everything happens for a reason? There's a greater purpose in all this.
0: I don't know if I want to say everything happens for a reason because that uh, I get can cause very... problems in a generalized sense. If you, yeah. if you say everything happens for a reason and you can't find a reason, then you're going to say there's not this didn't happen for a reason. You're going to say there is no reason for this. Or you'll
1: make up a false reason. Yeah, or, or you'll if,
0: make up a reason or you'll disillusion yourself or whatever. Or if
1: the reason doesn't present itself to you immediately.
0: Yeah. Um. So, I mean, like, at the moment, you know, I was like, why is this happening? What is it, you know, um, what's the point? And obviously now, yeah, I would 100% say that happened for a reason because that actually did. Like, I am not just somebody that... Uh, you know Reads Spouts out Bible verses As answers to questions I actually have Like Gone Done Research on stuff And like I have Things that are more Core to me That mean more to me Than just someone else Telling me What it says And like uh, Especially In the church I went to You know It's like Let's talk about The Bible And we, we're gonna talk about this And We're never gonna question The fact that the Bible you know, we're not going to question its authority. We're not going to question, like, where it came from. How, how was it even made? Uh, is it really 100% accurate? I mean, like, these were never questions in church. It was just assumed. And, like, those are pretty foundational. If if you're a skeptic, you're going to have to question, like, okay, you're telling me to believe this because you're cite- citing this book, but can I trust that book? Like, that's the the logical next question. Yeah. So, I mean, like, obviously, spoiler alert, I did find that, especially the New Testament, at least, is very reliable. Um, and we'll talk about that in a later episode. But uh, I'm not super informed on the Old Testament, uh, but that's a much larger research topic. So, I mean, I just haven't gotten there yet. But, yeah.
1: And I, I believe... And this is just my personal belief. Anybody with any religion
0: mm-hmm.
1: should question how valid- the validity, validity, yeah. they should look up sources. They should get to understand, and I guess it's just pre- preaching for uh, more understanding, and it's okay to question, it's okay to, because to question is... Yes. A- the first step to finding an answer
0: yeah because I mean if you don't ask questions you're not going to get answers and if you go to people and you have questions and they shun you for having those questions then you shouldn't go to those people yeah Uh, I mean and yeah,
1: because we're all humans we we are not all knowing yeah I mean human forms are going to ask questions we'll ask God why is this happening or hey
0: you might not get an answer hey Job didn't get an answer yeah. We were talking about that earlier. Were, were we talking about this? this I, I brought it up. Before? I, I yeah. brought it up. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but, Job didn't know what happened, and he died and didn't know what happened. I mean, thousands of years later, we're talking about him.
1: Boom. But I believe, just to be honest with yourself, you have to ask questions, and you need to find your answers. Yeah. Because everyone's answer, Christian-wise, is going to be different. We're all different people. Yeah. Just like how you question religion someone's going to question it in a different way and someone's going to find different answers and not necessarily different but different interpretations of things and why this means this to them that's the beauty of the human condition yeah there there were some people
0: there were some people i was talking to a couple weeks ago that were like uh it was basically specifically like what my view as a christian on this certain thing would be and i'm like Because they were were talking about how they would relate to certain people that are basically very different from them. Long story short, I won't reveal all the information, but I was like, well, really, you just got to meet them where they are and understand that they have a different schema on life. They're going to view things differently. And if you're going to have effective conversations with them, you have to be able to understand them and get to know them and I mean that's that's really the start of it. That's kind of meta. Yeah. When you think
1: about it. That's what we've yeah. done, and that's what we're doing, and yeah. we're all growing. Yeah. And so- it, even though we all believe different things, some things we can relate to, like core fundamentals. Like, for example, don't be a dick.
0: Yeah, you know. We we uh we agree on the golden rule: don't be a dick.
1: Yeah, and like, even though we m- might vary on some things. For, like, for all three of us, we kind of have some core fundamentals that we can relate to, even though, for you, it's, like, Christianity believes, for you, agnostic theism. For me, I'm a filthy atheist. We're
0: all very different, but we're also very, very much alike. And And
1: we're willing to meet the other and to understand where we're each coming from. Yeah, and that's why we can do this podcast. That's the beauty of it. I think, I was going to ask a question relating to that, but I just want to say this blanket statement. I think... That's genuinely what we all as humans need to do more of. Yes. Whether you're Islamic, Jewish, Hindi, Buddhist. Uh Uh-huh. I think genuinely that's all just what we need to all get a better understanding of why everything means to us what it means. Why we follow each doctrines. And if... and understanding that can help people get closer to their spirituality because then they might have a question. Hey, this person asked this. I don't necessarily have an answer, but I want to find that answer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not going to understand each other if we're just going to say you're wrong because I'm right, and that's the extent of your logic. You have to have conversations.
1: Yeah, well, Mm -hmm. not even just in religion, but in anything. Yeah. I mean, the greatest minds come up with, crazy things because they argue about it they agree to disagree and then they all kind of work together
0: yeah they have a a community
1: i mean that's how we got like super complicated math computers technology that's how we're doing this podcast because i bet whoever came up with the idea of podcast him and his buddy were yelling at each other for a little bit but but to get a little more work together to bring this back to the general theme of questioning bailey yeah go ahead have you ever felt persecuted or judged wrongfully for your beliefs on the surface? Because when that happens, usually there's not a good understanding of your
0: beliefs. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why we're doing these interviews is because when you think of Christian or atheist, you think of what you think of, and sometimes that's good, sometimes it's bad. So, I mean, I think, thankfully, around here— a lot of people who are Christian were in the South. So there's not a, a particular negative view with most people because uh, most people around here are also Christian. Um, now, if I go up to someone I know that is Christian and tell them that my friend is atheist, they're immediately going to have like a roll in their eyes and they're just going to kind of. You know, they're going to have a certain reaction because of their certain view of you told me,
1: You tell me every time.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't think—I mean, there are, there are probably some times where, you know—like, I, I was talking about with a friend. I don't know if it was I told you or you, uh, but I was talking with a friend, and we were like, when a gay person comes up to a Christian and asks you, what do you believe— they're not asking what do you believe in an existential sense about like God and stuff. They're asking if you they, if you hate them. Because <laughs> uh, there is a stereotype partly on the fault of Christians being hateful and ignorant of gay people. And so, I mean, like when it comes, to, I think culturally that has been a very big like battle, I think. And I don't think it needs to be i think we can agree to disagree but not be hateful towards one another uh so i mean i guess there there have been some times when like someone from that kind of community might have a preconceived notion i mean they generally aren't like upfront, and you know
1: Hey, I think you're a piece of shit. Yeah, they're not, this. like, hateful
0: to me about it. Or at least the like, handful of but times. They're but they're kind of just... But they might be standoffish. To say something
1: that's, like... Yeah, you're, you're fucked up for that one. You
0: might... You, you know how you can kind of, like, psycho Not psycho. Like, get a cold read on someone. Like, you, you know, you can kind of tell and yeah. oh, get that, a reading on somebody. And,
1: pl- and plus, a lot of time they're already on the defensive due to how they're portrayed in
0: yeah. the world. I mean, Granted, sometimes there's just social cues, like, you can tell. But, like uh just to answer your question generally no i I haven't had much persecution uh probably will eventually because i don't plan on staying around here forever but i mean right now i haven't experienced too much
1: you also don't come off as an asshole so i think you'll be okay kid
0: uh, well, I mean, again, you could have someone who is a, an anti-theist and
1: uh, well, just very tell them, antagonistic yeah, towards
0: religion, just and them, that's that's their problem, not mine. Yeah, just but tell them just eat
1: a it's terrible. Yeah, call David up. He's a filthy atheist. He can reason with him. Yeah, I'll
0: be like, hey. Uh, I don't think
1: I can reason with them. They're, they're as firm in their beliefs as, like, <laughs> where if you, any radical religion, yeah. if not more, don't call me because they're just going to rip me apart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you don't know why you believe. That there is something, but okay, you okay believe Dr. Or something? Pepper.
0: <laughs> yeah, but. Oh, fuck. Hit me with more questions.
1: Uh, what, one thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because David we, hasn't been asking me questions. Ask me a question, David. Well, I was going on a good little tangent in the <laughs> beginning, but, uh,
1: we, we've had this conversation, but kind of the idea of, like, paranormal ghosts, spirits, oh, yeah, yeah. stuff like that, because we've had this conversation with you, mm-hmm. and, like, you know my opinion you know michael's opinion we know your opinion so kind of explain Tell to the us audience how yeah. kind of paranormal works both from your viewpoint and your religious viewpoint
0: okay so yeah. uh for people at home uh i was a paranormal investigator for seven years something like that um I guess the group kind of fizzled out, so I guess technically if it were to reform, I technically kind of still am, but we ha- I haven't been on an investigation in a few years, but basically um, I grew up with the fascination of the paranormal and like ghosts and stuff, and I always believed uh, in that, and I always wanted to like see if it was legit, because I've seen all these TV shows, and so... Uh, someone I knew actually founded a group and was like, Hey, when I was a kid, I was really fascinated by the paranormal. So how about we make like a youth group and I can like supervise it. And so we did that. And, um, so, I mean, I, I became paranormal investigator and then like, uh, there, there's different like classifications for spirits and stuff. And like under the Christian worldview, Technically, spirits that aren't either angels or demons don't fit into that. Technically, by the books, spirits that are, say, intelligent but not necessarily demonic or residual spirits that are just kind of like on a tape loop. They just do the same thing over and over again and they they don't interact with people. Uh, Technically, that shouldn't exist if you either just go to heaven or hell when you die. Uh, So I don't know exactly how that fits in. I do believe that the supernatural paranormal exists, um, but even Jesus references ghosts actually because he says, you know, because I, I forget where it was, uh, but he he mentions, you know, uh, someone someone asked there. I think they it was in Matthew or Mark. He was someone asked, you know, is that a ghost? And uh, Jesus says, no if it were a ghost, you could see through it. So, I mean, he references ghosts, which isn't proof that they exist. It's, it's just acknowledging that they also had a belief in spirits. So he didn't outright deny it though. He, you know, so I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying that proves it, but that was something mentioned. So, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I don't know how it fits. I know, uh, they're basically, I, I've heard certain Christians say that, quote unquote, intelligent spirits, which are like spirits you can talk to, obviously.
1: Which would be dope, by the way.
0: Um, you know, I, and by the way, obviously, I was a paranormal investigator. I did interact with spirits. I stayed away from the demonic cases because I was not about that life. Sounds a bit. I just didn't trust that and didn't want to open myself up to that. So. Anything that was suspected to be demonic or felt oppressive, I walked away from. But I have interacted with spirits, and if, under this view, they are just demons trying to deceive me, they didn't really achieve much, because they were just there. And they didn't latch onto me and follow me home and torment me. And you're still a good Christian boy. Relatively, I guess. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, like, if they were just trying to deceive me so that they can possess me or manipulate me later they didn't do that and they were fairly harmless so i mean i mean it depends on who you talk to a lot of christians are going to be weary of it and say that oh that's just an occult practice you should stay away from it um paranormal investigation is kind of a gray area we never used like uh ouija boards or did seances or anything we we used technology we used k2s cameras digital recorders, that kind of thing. Uh, So, I mean, we were trying to scientifically, empirically verify that something that you could not see, or maybe you could see, maybe felt or heard or, you know, something that's disembodied exists. Mm -hmm. And we caught lots of evidence of that and have a YouTube channel. And so we might talk about that later. But yeah, I think it's legit. I think, I don't know how exactly it fits into the Christian worldview, if it doesn't fit neatly into a box so like Christians want it yeah. to be, but it exists.
1: And I think the main thing with like the view of it being a cold and stuff is the kind of like not in a derogatory way, but the kind of like witchcraft kind of way of like seances. Uh I don't I uh, I kind of fall under the belief that the Ouija boards are more like kind of children's soy. They don't really do anything. Are you down? Are you down, I are I you down for a Ouija this? No. No, But I'm like the not. seances and the more ritualistic aspects, people view more as like witchcraft well, and stuff when, like when that. When it comes to,
0: to Ouija boards, like you can just play around with it and nothing happen, but you are flirting with the devil. <laughs> I yeah. do not trust that. Anything yeah. that is like explicitly occult-esque or demonic, I yeah, but don't fuck with that.
1: I, I see kind of that's why most people I just distrust it. it. But like but how like, y'all did it was more so more, I guess you could say more scientific in its approach. Cold and
0: calculated. Yeah. yeah, But also, I mean, there, there's a certain aspect of it when you're investigating, not to be too long on this tangent, but... Oh no, it's um, interesting. You know, there, there's a certain aspect of it that's related to feeling, because if you got chills on your arm, you can pull up the camera and say, look, I got chills on my arm. Or if, if you are feeling a certain way, we, there was one specific location I remember very vividly we were asking questions and one of the members dressed up as a, um, a Confederate soldier just as a, just to stir some stuff up, you know, uh, just to see, cause it was a plantation house. So he dressed up as a Confederate soldier. We were having a conversation with this, uh, child spirit whose father had died in the war. And we were having, like, a back-and-forth conversation between it, and we just felt this strong, sad, intense emotion. We were all, like, tearing up and crying, and we got quiet, and we could feel that in the room. And that kind of thing, like, you can't—I mean, yeah, you're recording cameras, but I mean, like, you can't, like, say, like—
1: You can't capture emotion you can't, like that.
0: Yeah, you can't. Verify that scientifically, you know, like that's an experience that you're having. So I mean, like there is, there is a sixth sense aspect to it, you know, like you yeah. you feel things. Oh, I agree. And you can't prove that, but but you can describe there. it. Yeah, even, even spiritually. Yeah, you can feel something with you. I think it's all related in that sense. Like when the supernatural sense is the. A similar sense that you would have with like the Holy Spirit or God or demons—it's the same kind of mental faculty you interact with things that aren't visibly there.
1: Coming up next, Southern Bailey, <laughs> <laughs> new
0: denomination. No, no, I'm not starting a church. <laughs> so,
1: branching off of that, what is your thoughts when you just fucking kick the bucket after a nice long life?
0: Hopefully.
1: Hopefully. Knock on wood, because you don't deserve to die. You're a pretty solid dude.
0: I don't know. Maybe I do. Nah, I I, I disagree. According to you. Sorry, go ahead.
1: But (laughs) let's say you did everything right in your life. God loves you. All that hoopla. Not to say that's hoopla, hoopla, but just to get get to the point. Go ahead. Not to offend any of you snowflakes out there. (laughs) But what happens? What is your process? Like, I know how to go to the DMV and get a license yeah, and go get yeah, a tag. I can go to a store and order something, but yeah. what happens when you die? If I knew,
0: arms? that's the million dollar question. So, I mean, I've heard of like a lot of out-of-body experiences where, you know, people see like a bright light and then they see Jesus and then they go to heaven or they see a bright light and then they fall into a dark pit and they're in hell. I don't know. I, I've been looking into out-of-body experiences because those are really fascinating and I like to see like where some of them line up and where some of them don't and just kind of evaluate them on a case-by-case notice. I haven't looked into a lot of them, but I'm, I'm looking into more of them now. Um, or I'm going to be. But uh, I don't know exactly. I mean, the classical understanding in Christianity is if you're saved, you go to heaven and then you kind of hang out in heaven for a little while. And then, when the new creation comes, uh, you go down to the new earth and the new heaven. They kind of become one, and you're a part of the the you know like the new kingdom, and you so do like Jesus stuff like
1: eugenics, selective breeding.
0: I guess, but
1: selective good boys. <laughs> It'll um, just be a bunch of dogs. They had it right but, the whole time.
0: But that is that is the view that I grew up with as I've been looking more into it and, and listening to other people from different denominations. That's not necessarily what happens. Because, of course, you know, you have Catholics who believe in purgatory. Uh, some Orthodox believe in toll houses, but that's kind of like a up-in-the-air thing. What is a toll house? Toll house is basically like... There, you, you're in a scenario and you're being tempted by a demon to do a certain sin and there's an angel there like guiding you and you either f- pass or fail the test and you move on to the kind next like one it's
1: exploiting your weak points
0: it, it's, it's kind, kind of like purgatory kind of, but if you of, pass it and you keep moving on up then you get an and happen. there's also that classic idea of like that might be a bastardization of it though before
1: but, you go to heaven hell there's that kind of judgment almost like a review of your life giving your stats
0: yeah i've heard of a lot of people actually um having dreams where they were basically sitting watching a playback of their life and they saw every decision they ever made and how that affected the 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 path that they took in life uh and i'm like you know because i mean i i the last night my grandmother was alive she was dreaming but she was talking in her sleep she was coming up with stuff that like doesn't really make sense she was like confusing like had an uncle uh you know and she was saying that like he's doing gardening and like he doesn't garden but the person that he lived next to did do gardening so maybe she was conflating that so like I don't know if she was like she kept going on and on and on. And I was just like, I was talking to my mom. I was like, well, it's like she's reliving her life and kind of conflating it all together. It
1: could kind of be like the body isn't fully interpreting what the spirit is going through Mm -hmm. in that aspect.
0: So, yeah. So, I mean, like that's the million dollar question. I don't know. I think, I mean, I've heard the other view that, uh, when you, when Christian, when you're a Christian and you die, you, you just go to be with Jesus and you're just kind of with him in in a temporal state until the rapture and then you are given a new body well it's the same body but a renewed body basically and then you reign in the you you help Jesus reign in like the new creation that is something that i'm having to look into cuz i'm not 100% certain on revelation either cuz when i grew up like that was something that my church basically avoided talking about because it is a notoriously difficult book to interpret uh yeah and also there are a lot of people that want to try and say it's literal and like this is a code that we can use to crack to figure out when the end of the world's coming there's other people that say it's metaphorical and it's actually just a lot of old testament illusion and the whole thing's a dream also so fun fact there's that I uh, just adds
1: another layer of tomfoolery.
0: It, it's very complicated, so I I'm not gonna sit here and say I've got it all figured out because I don't know. But basically, I don't know what happens when you die. Uh, all I know is I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be a, a good Christian boy and not. And when I say good Christian boy, I say that like in a facetious kind of way. Like I'm not I'm not gonna sit here. and I don't think I'm a good person. You guys do. I don't. But
1: you 're working that, on becoming a better person yeah
0: I mean I'm I'm always trying to do that but like um I I want to try and like grow in my faith and and further my understanding of things and grow in that regard and that in my eyes is kind of remaining in good standing with Christianity as long as you're not like getting slow. like either you you can either get closer to God or you can go farther away and everything and you if do
1: you're stagnating you're Because he's moving ahead of you and you're you're not keeping pace. Yeah.
0: Well, God doesn't move. I would say God is there. But, you know. And if you aren't getting closer to him, you're going farther away. So, I mean, it's a binary thing. Like, you know, everything you do, every choice you make, either you're going to be getting closer to God or you're going to be getting further away. And sometimes it's baby steps. Sometimes it's giant steps.
1: But it's still a step.
0: Yeah. So, I mean— In my eyes, as long as I can continue to grow and not be lazy, I mean, there's probably going to be a time in my life where I'm not going to be as active as I am now, but I don't want to ever completely give up on searching and growing and understanding more. So that, that, yeah. So hopefully that answers the question.
1: As a Christian, we're, because at one point I was Christian, so I'm going to say we at this moment. Uh Uh-huh. Learning we're essentially told every sin every Jesus can save you from every sin, essentially. Do you feel there's a certain sin that it's weighed heavier or like you do this, you got a long uphill fucking battle, you piece of shit?
0: Okay, so this is a yes and no question. In my understanding, sin is sin. Jesus looks at it all the same. But different sins will have different effects on you. So, I mean, if you uh lie to the police police officer when he pulls you over and say, you know, I was going this speed and he says you're going that speed and then you might, you know, have to deal with the consequences of that. Versus, you know, if you told your mom you ate that if your mom asked you if you ate all the peanut butter and you say no, it was the other one and then the other one gets in trouble, like, that doesn't really affect you. That affects them, but...
1: You're still a piece of shit. Yeah,
0: yeah. But, I mean, that this, these are bad examples. But what I'm saying is, like, certain things, if you go knock up somebody, you just might have a child now. And that's going to affect you for the rest of your life.
1: But you knocked them up, so that that knocking up means you're having a baby. Bitch is pregnant. There's a bun in the oven. If you fucking, that's different. Just...
0: But th- what I'm saying is that's an, that's something that's going to affect you for the rest of your life. Of course, yeah. So th- it's it, so I mean, yeah. So I mean, like there, there's there's things that are just you know little slow knockbacks. and there are other things that are just going to be bigger setbacks for you, and and especially habitually, certain things are going to be if you have a habit of doing something. The more you do it, it's going to be harder to break that habit.
1: Yeah, so. I mean that can also not kind of sounds more not necessarily religious, but also just kind of fundamental of real life because you're giving like really real life examples.
0: I was trying and to be practical on a about this point. Yeah, yeah, because I mean that's what I mean, that,
1: and that's that that's true. If you do something, you have to live with that action, no matter how big or small, and it might not affect you. Majorly, or, or it might minute. affect your whole life and put you on a different path.
0: Yeah, that's that's why I, um, I guess, this this might be a a hot take, but um, all sin is basically there. It is called a sin to protect you. Because the way I see sin is either. It hurts you, it hurts someone else, or it hurts your relationship with God. And you may not see the full implications of it, but it is called sin for a reason. And obviously, grasping with why certain things or certain sins will go about how you handle that. But obviously, that I mean, like, whatever you do, basically... Um, I lost my train of thought. Kind of
1: every action has a reaction.
0: Yeah, I mean...
1: In the simplest of terms.
0: Yeah. See, to me, that forgiveness,
1: how I interpret it, is first, I feel you have to accept that you sinned. Like, if I go kill someone, I have to fucking accept that and I have to live with it. So I think that's part of it. And you
0: also have to be honest about it. Yeah. You have to admit, like, you're not just doing this because the Bible says I got to repent, so. Yeah,
1: and you genuinely have to accept and, in a sense, grieve over your past actions. Yep. And not dwell on them, but search, understand why it was wrong, genuinely want forgiveness.
0: hmm And I think that's a big thing about christianity too is like i, I believe repentance a, and forgiving and know, i because think like that, that's very difficult it, for a, I lot feel of people. a
1: lot of people just don't kind of get that i i can ask you hey do you forgive me a million times but if you don't see that i'm genuine about it are you going to forgive me
0: depends on what it is but yeah <laughs> i mean just, I, get, I get what you're saying yeah
1: so I, I always love asking that question what it what is a sin
0: are there we have, uh, I think, basically everything you brought up in this interview. We have episodes planned to talk about. I think what is sent is one of those. It, episodes.
1: Well, I'm I'm just doing a generalization. But yeah, yeah, we, we are definitely saying. digging more into this. This is going to get spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, I just, I think a lot of people misinterpret parts like forgiveness. But that's on a whole nother tangent. Yeah. So. Fuck, where is my... I'm sorry, guys. My train of thought is fucked today. It's been a long day. Uh, That's fine. Uh, Anything you need to ask while I'm searching in my brain, David? Nah, I mean... Pretty much we've gone through a good little decent broad spectrum. Yeah. I mean, future episodes, we're definitely going to dive deeper. Oh, yeah. Oh, super deep. Deep? I I got a two-parter again. Okay. Have you ever thought about moving religions
0: is that part one or is that part both, both parts or you just want me to respond to that first
1: respond to that one first
0: um i so like i've thought about it i did a i won't say like i've thought about it like i've considered actually doing it i've looked into other religions and seen what they've taught but i've never had an inclination to say Okay, well, maybe they're actually right. I mean, they might be right about some things, but ultimately, in the end, the historical evidence for Jesus changes everything. And again, we're gonna talk about that. Ka-ching! We're gonna we're gonna have a little thing like every time i mentioned like we're gonna have another episode about that bro we but,
1: need to go buy some quarters and a jar
0: yeah uh, we will we we're gonna like the reference episode all, jar we got like 50 episodes planned i, for this I owe so far, you 40 so. bucks
1: i'll get 40 bucks and quarters <laughs> okay that, yeah that's uh, a lot of quarters. but yeah
0: basically like i've been interested in other religions and understanding them at least on a fundamental level but i've never been so intrigued by religion that i'm like i gotta convert to this because it makes so much more sense than christianity because to me the research i've done in christianity answers anything that i need so i don't have a need or desire to go to something else and i feel like other religions don't answer some of the questions that i have as well that's a blanket statement but we'll probably get more into that later
1: definitely and is there anything that could make you move religions that could change your faith? And not in a blasphemous sense, not like you're actively looking for it, but this is a question I feel I mean, everyone like, has to ask. Yeah, from like the smallest little thing to like a major revelation. Like one of the Hindi gods come down like, bitch, you wrong.
0: Yeah. Um, and
1: it's a hard question to really wrap your head around as someone strong in your faith.
0: Yeah, it's tough because like I would... Uh, Well, first of all, like the things that I believe are very like the things that make me believe what I believe, like, for example, like the fact that the new Testament is very reliable and the fact that there's good historical evidence to believe that Jesus existed, died and rose again. Um, it would have to first undermine that or twist that. And even if it twisted that there have been a number of cults who have already twisted that and so i mean like i i would have to have very very firm evidence i don't know exactly what that evidence is but the first thing is you'd have to knock the blocks out of christianity by taking out jesus or changing that in in a way taking out jesus yeah (laughs) well i mean like you you have to go after that historical evidence and say there's more to it or you know and and people have tried to do that but i mean like nothing i've experienced has or, or in, informed of so far has brought me to that point and i don't think that there will be i'm not saying that it is impossible it would but have to be
1: a major it like, would have
0: to be a lot because there's a lot of evidence that i've built up over the years uh both philosophical and like historical and stuff like that that it just Really make a compelling case for Christianity, in my opinion. So it, it would have to be very crafty. I'll put it that way.
1: So, like, as Michael was saying, a Hindi guy coming down and telling you, you're wrong.
0: And here's why. But then I would question, okay. Am well, I high? I would question, was that actually a demon? Because under the Christian view, doesn't acknowledge it doesn't say that there aren't gods even if you look in genesis it, it mentions the other gods it doesn't say they didn't exist it mentions them but it's lowercase g and uh, essentially i think the overall christian view is that they are basically fallen angels they are false gods so they may look good they may appeal to certain aspects but they may not be the one true God. I
1: mean, even Satan was an angel once, a uh-huh. handsome one too, angel of temptation. Yeah. You want to fuck him?
0: Not fuck him. really, but he's very crafty.
1: I mean, yeah, obviously that was hit, his job. His, that that
0: that was that was my allusion to that was what I was referencing when I said it yeah. had to be very crafty because it might be it might be s- satin,
1: the unholy color, <laughs> the unholy fabric. All right. But that's a whole nother episode. Cha-ching. Oh boy! Is there anything else you'd like to put out here for these people on behind the, beyond the gates? I just facing the gates, facing Come the on, gates. Get My name brain of our is show right, man. Fuck, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're not the band at the gates.
0: No, we're not beyond. All right. Well, um, we're facing the gates. We're trying to get beyond the gates. Mm, I think you guys, you guys asked a lot of good questions, and some of them that were I would I guess I wasn't expecting some of them, but like they were deep questions and they were not like straightforward i think it it got a good bit out of me so that people will be like this is the kind you are hopefully (laughs) i don't know i mean like you know people want to categorize Mm. what thing people are you and you're white people yeah so no we are all
1: white (laughs) we we are playing that though i mean you're the good christian i'm the filthy atheist
0: yeah well I think you guys asked a bunch of good questions. I don't really have anything else. Stop dropping stuff. I'm Trying so to give it an outro. Jeez. Yeah. You uh, I don't. I don't really think I have anything else. Uh, if you guys have questions for me or for you guys, because uh, in the coming weeks we're going to have episodes with you guys also.
1: Yeah, it'll be pretty lit. Probably uh, a little more professional.
0: <laughs> maybe. Maybe less professional. Who knows? Um. But yeah, we'll we'll if you guys have questions for us. Uh, Shoot us an email or get in contact with us on social media. Uh, The links will be in the description. Send Uh, us...
1: uh, I'm only answering questions sent by pigeon mail. Oh, look at this asshole. <laughs> I, I, I'll just be happy to get questions. What is questions.
0: pigeon mail? Am I stupid? Uh, a what carrier is that? pigeon. Do you oh. put, they have the little anklet oh. that you <laughs> okay. put the little note in? I thought that was some obscure email service or something. <laughs> and It's no, like, what?
1: And heck, maybe if we get enough questions, we could do a whole another episode. Maybe we'll it. do a and a episode. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, or maybe so. it'll be a segment in the future of mm-hmm. Q&As. So maybe. You know? Yeah, but. Or maybe it's just like a lot of questions in this one topic so let's answer them yeah but but yeah if you Who you knows? guys are listening and you got any input or anything you want to ask or add into the conversation yeah
0: let us know man we appreciate it yeah and also while you're at it give us a review dude like yeah. that would be great like give us like five stars and dude. a kissy
1: face emoji yeah.
0: yeah five stars kissy face emoji say I love these guys they're the best and share it with As, all your friends and tell them, up. tell them it's great.
1: As a preacher of honesty, just give us an honest review. Any review is better than no review. I'll appreciate you and love you the same. Does not matter. Also, if you would like to follow us on, what do we have? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram?
0: Yeah, it, it's in the description.
1: Bada bing. So follow
0: us there. Anyway. Yeah, check us out because we're going to be posting uh, anytime there's a new episode and also possibly like behind the scenes or like memes or whatever. I don't know how we're gonna post. Guys, we're gonna post stuff. You it's guys gonna, be regular. Are gonna
1: be absolutely shocked what behind the scenes looked like. I am already. Sorry. I don't even,
0: I don't even know because it's, I don't know what I'm gonna put on there. But yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Yeah, It'll behind be the scenes,
1: it's pretty sweaty.
0: Yeah, it's very hot in here. Yeah. Are we are we done with this episode? you guys want to say goodbye or any other questions or anything? Thanks
1: for hanging out and listening to us talk with each other yeah, this for has been, this has been a long however long
0: it's been it's probably been at least an hour at this because point I don't know uh, if, uh, if
1: not 15 if not we'd oh boy
0: we'd be drunk and doing it anyway so yeah. you're right we already have these conversations so yeah. and hopefully we get more people to
1: and hey, it's in. good to be the ask the questions for once because usually I get asked the questions yeah, by the, by yeah people. I
0: feel different I feel like I'm being interrogated I'm not I don't feel interrogated see I love but. being
1: asked questions I love giving answers yeah we're yeah. just gonna put yeah. a bucket on it's a roll reversal your head for the water
0: torture. <laughs> all right, t- all t- right. T- we have t- been t- rambling, so we're going to go ahead and end this now. So uh thank you guys so much for listening and uh do all the thing the, all the things and uh we'll we'll see you next week.
1: Love you guys. I love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Mwah.